Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So, let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Mark Olmstead. And I'm Lorianne Rising. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing more and more about how the world seems to be waking up to a greater sense of possibilities when it comes to intuition, consciousness, and the other six senses. Today, we get to explore what it really means to be psychic. Corby Midlight has been doing psychic readings since 1973. She travels coast to coast and into Canada as a full-time intuitive counselor. She's a certified tarot master and certified psychic, member of the American Tarot Association and the Tarot Guild, and an ordained minister. It just goes on and on. <laughs> the trained medium, Corby, is a featured channel on Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series on pre-birth planning. And is herself, that just blows me away, pre-birth planning. I got to hear more about that. And is herself and the author of Clean Out Your Life Closet. Okay, this is not speaking to me at all. The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and you've got the magic. Who needs a genie? Oh, oh man. Welcome, Corby. Welcome, Corby. Thank you for being it's here. It's great to be here. Oh, oh man. And before we got started, Corby took a few minutes to share oh, her skills wow. with us and okay. do I'm, a reading. And we are just blown I'm away. I'm still a little bit reeling. And, uh, and, Oh, okay. She's and good. She's, she's good. Very good. Just, just, just. <laughs> Thank you. Just take it here, folks. And, and I don't do a lot of this stuff, so that's just more Lori's direction. So I, I love exploring that, that kind of stuff. That was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I know it says you've been reading since '73, but I mean, how? Yeah, I'm 66. <laughs> you, we can uh, see you our audience can't but you do not look it no uh, that's just all two magic words no children looks <laughs> right there that's why i'm gray got it okay. there you go hey i'll drink to that yeah right, right. no no actually it's I, I i'm i'm all about you know my, my kids book is all about kids i i am all about supporting the parents who have had the guts and courage and and the uh, energy to step into that role. And I just absolutely mm -hmm. am looking forward to helping as many parents in the world as I can, but I completely understand your perspective. So I'm, I'm really curious though. Like, I mean, I know this being psychic is part of who you are. It's not necessarily like a passion you came to later, but there's usually a journey behind that. And I'm kind of curious if you'd be willing to share some of that with us. Oh yeah. Everybody asks, and it's what I call the 30-second elevator speech. <laughs> when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And instead of thinking, ooh, that's scary, or ha, 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 I thought, and your point is, I knew there was magic in the world, and I wanted to go find it. Fast forward to 1973, when I was a senior in high school working at Spencer Gifts. They had the James Bond 007 tarot deck, and I bought it, because we were all hippies. You had your elephant bells, and your fringe jacket, and your deck. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still reading. The cards were fascinated. I loved the stories that they told. So for 20 years, I basically read for friends, 
making sure that I could keep my ego out of the way. So the message was clear. All of a sudden in 1994, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, greetings, you're working for us. So I hung out my shingle part-time. Me- <coughs> Excuse me. Meanwhile, actress, author, inspirational speaker, legal assistant, video producer, writing for a very famous graphic novel series and an executive recruiter for engineering and manufacturing. Very checkered career all over, but the psychic work was always on the side. Then came 9-11. As we watched the towers burn, I looked at my husband and I said, Carl, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. And he said, I believe in you, go do it. Mm -hmm. So for a year, I worked at the 70 hours a week executive recruiting system and did this evenings and weekends. Once I was sure I could make a living at it, closed the door to corporate and I have never looked back. At this point, I read 1,000, 1,200 people a year. I work six days a week. Before the year of murder hornet bingo, I was on the road 45 weekends a year, and my nickname was the Travel Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if I remember, you you did stand-up comedy somewhere in there, too. So is that? Uh, That was, it was something I always wanted to try. And um, I live in upstate New York, and there is a glorious a restaurant in B&B called the American Hotel in Sharon Springs run by my dear friends, Doug and Garth. They two are adorable. Doug was an actor, singer, dancer. Garth was a uh, orchestra conductor and they met on Broadway and fell in love, you know, 30 mm-hmm. some years ago. They moved up here and they now run this place. Well, they had an open mic night and everybody knew Corby, you know, the wiki woo mistress. <laughs> They'd never heard me do stand up, but the stuff when you've done psychic work as much as I have, I mean, some of the, the things are h- hilarious. Okay. Um, in my middle book, Psychic Ellibrick Road, there's when not to have a reading. And the story that I love and every other psychic keeps going, yeah, I get it, is when someone sits down with you and goes, does Bruce love me? No. Well, is he going to love me? <laughs> not the way you want. Well, if I do such and such, is he going to love me? No, he's not. Okay, well, is he going to call soon? He isn't. Well, if he's not going to call soon, is he going to call later? And they beat on you, hoping that finally you will say, yes, yes, he loves you and wants seven oh. babies with you, but he just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> you think my work is easy. Oh, and, no. Yeah, that's no, no, no. Frankly, I don't think that's typical. <laughs> oh, that's typical, you're saying. Is that that's seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't oh, want to yeah. hear the truth sometimes. No, it sounds really, like. you've got to. <laughs> and be, they go to twelve oh. psychics until someone says yes, he loves oh, you. No. Oh no! Oh, that's... I train my clients. Don't do that. Not for you. <laughs> not for your wallet. Don't ask if you don't want to know. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly the point. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. Oh boy, that would be a great fodder for a. A comedian. I, I, so, and that hasn't taken off and been a second career. I'm surprised. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. No, it's because I did that first two weeks before um, the year of hold my beer had its lockdown. So maybe mm. I'll get back to it. I don't no, know. No, um, please do. But That's, anyway, we need it, more. There are so many other stories, but we need more. We'll laughter. get to them. Yep, oh, yep. absolutely, oh, wow. absolutely, man. So. I mean, it's, I, I'm always curious and I, I love hearing people's takes on being psychic. Like, do you believe that everyone is and it's a matter of tapping into it and learning it or is it learned or is it you're born yes. with it or not? Or how, yes. you know, how I, does that work? You know, I lost 
the opportunity to do a reality show because I wouldn't say I am just this most wonderful person. There's nobody like me because my line is I'm not special. Y'all can do what I do. We're all wired the same. And the way I explain it is we all have 10 fingers. Everybody can pick out chopsticks. Some people decide they want to learn the scales and devote the time and they become pretty good. One in a hundred million is Elton John, but we all have 10 fingers. That's how mm-hmm. it goes. Nice. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes a lot of it's, sense. It's rubber meets the road. And that's why it's for nothing to be scared of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been very grateful to see how much the world has shifted. I grew up when I was a kid, I, you know, it was the 80s. And I remember the movies and any references to the psychic woo woo stuff. It was either they're a fraud or they're a wicked, scary witch. There was nothing in between. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. to see the world having shifted and starting to normalize because I I heard voices when I was a kid and I knew if I ever told anybody I'd get either locked up or on heavy medication. So I hit it. I'm curious. Did you ever hit your head? Seriously, did you ever hit your head when you were a kid? Not that I recall in any significant way. She's probably dropped. (laughs) Thanks. Because most of us that do the work, we've all found it. We all had our head cracked open somehow. With me, I was four. And I was sliding down the hill near home on a sled. And there was a big concrete bench, but they forgot to tell me how to roll off the sled. Boom! Oh. Right at oh, my third eye. No. Didn't crack my skull. It was very thick. Wow. But, you know, shortly after that, I decided magic was cool. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've always grown up being into like wizards and dragons and the magic and the alchemy and all of those stories and just mm-hmm. loving that stuff. And in, I'm more of a writer and playing with metaphor in my journals long before I learned what that was about in school. I'm like, oh, look, there's a word for it. That was what I discovered in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just having that. And I hid it for many years because I did not grow up in a family that was open to the idea. So coming back to it, though, has been really fascinating. And I wanted to test myself. So I sort of ran an experiment. It's like, okay, it's one thing to be intuitive. It's another to pick up information for others that has nothing to do with me. So I asked a bunch of strangers if they'd play and ask me a question. And then I did readings and that was just mind blowing. So so, speaking of of things that have nothing to do with with me, uh, what does clean out your life closet do? focus on here because that seems to be a little bit okay that's actually a self-help book but the point is ain't one person out there who hasn't bought a self-help book (laughs) and they have the sexy titles and the great covers and Uh we flip through a couple of pages and they go "Mm, maybe and then we get it home we start reading it and it's like what the don't tell me i have to do yoga three times a week and don't eat food with leptin in it I'm a pre-K, you know, kindergarten teacher with three kids in Milwaukee. It's not going to happen. And so it goes on the shelf. What Mm -hmm. I did is I took the four subjects that I got asked about most. Clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. And the chapters are, here's some of the stupid things I did. Here's a client example. Here's some of the things we came up with. But the key is 
the end of the chapter. Each chapter has what I call the adventure pages. All right. And there are no right or wrong answers. It's all for you. For instance, think of a time you've stumbled. What did you learn from the event that you later used? Do the six degrees of successful stumbling exercise, which I just showed you, with the event. What did you gain unexpectedly as a result of what happened? Think of a friend who was always in his or her mind making mistakes. How might you present this idea to them? How would you work with it? You can't go looking back in the book mm -hmm. to copy the answers. Mm -hmm. It's all based on your own life story. Mm -hmm. So, and teaching the, you, and, and using the opportunity, what you learn immediately, you're, you're encouraging the teaching part of it, which is the best way to learn anything. Right. So, very well done. Right. So, you write your own story of change based on your history, your life experiences, and your personal goals. You could both buy the book. But if you both did all the adventure pages in the back, by the end of the book, you would have two vastly different books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people love the idea that um, I trust them to know their stuff. It's another way of saying, don't always look to a self-help book to tell you what you are doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. what that does is it constantly tells us we're stupid. We don't know enough, and we have to talk to the experts. You're, there's mm. a lot about no longer being taught critical thinking in this country. Mm. That that helps. That does. Oh, mm -hmm. don't get me started. I don't want to be a guru. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have yeah. 10 fingers. It's time to uh, count them once in a while. Yeah. I said, yes, thank you very much. Uh -huh. Yeah. I set up yeah. my own book kind of similarly. So it's more about here's some concepts, but here's questions so you can find your own answers and own them in a whole different way. Yes. It's, mm. it's a wonderful approach because it does make it so personal, but, you know, so that's well, very cool. So, I, so you when did you start writing the book? It was the book thing come out of the, the readings that you would well, I, what I did, you know, I've always been a writer. My father was, uh, he, he taught me to love words. I often say words are my drug of choice. Um, <laughs> but in nine, uh, 2016, I took a poll from all of my clients. What do you really want to know? And they came up with these four things. And I wrote with the idea we were just going to do it once a week four chapters under each part. And then I realized that's a book there. It needs to be a book. It's self-published, but it's had great reviews, you know, Indie Reader and Kirkus Reviews. People who read it love it, buy it for their friends. I didn't want to use the fact that I didn't have a contract to stop me from publishing. All three of my books are self-published, but I had to get them out there. Mm -hmm. That was yep. what was important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're both self-published. I did have one book with a publisher and the difference, my personal bias is now towards self-publishing um, unless mm. there's other specific situations. So there's no stigma around that anymore as far as I'm concerned. Not so at all. I'm, I am. It's wonderful that you're more focused on getting it out than how it gets there. And that's the important Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So do you help people? I mean, obviously they're cleaning out their life and, and those kinds of things, but if somebody really wants to dive into developing their own intuition and psychic abilities, 
do you help with that? And is there a certain age or just a certain interest level or how does that happen? I send them to my website, which has lots and lots of articles. Um, I tell them the two books that I started with. One of them is called Tarot for Yourself. It's by Mary Greer. She is a uh, tarot grandmaster. The other one is called Opening to Channel, How to Connect with Your Guides by Sanaya Roman and Dwayne Packer. Get started with those. Um, I uh, don't like being a teacher. I'm a facilitator because when I teach, uh, there's a course I do called Deck a Dance. And it's at the end of it, you'll be able to pick up any Oracle deck, not tarot, but Oracle deck within 30 seconds, read correctly with it. But I don't just, I don't stand there and go this, 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 this. Everybody brings decks. I talk a little in the beginning, then everybody reads, then they trade decks, then again, facilitator. Gotcha. I have one student, one student that I've taken on. She is 13. She is going to be probably one of the most extraordinary readers I've ever met. She's that good already. So in that sense, it is sensei student, not, not teacher, mm. not guru. Certainly. I hate gurus. Hate them. Mm. Mm. I hear so, you. What? So how would you define the difference between an Oracle deck and a tarot deck? Oh, it's, it's very, very simple. Tarot deck has rules. It's been around for hundred years, hundreds of years, rather 78 cards, 22 majors, four suits. And so it has, there have been so many thought forms formed around it over the centuries. It's kind of static though. The better you are, the more you can interpret the cards. Um, and I do that with people to make sure they understand for instance, there's one card called the tower. A lot of people look at it and think it's doom and gloom and destruction. I saw no, think of it more like an imploding sports stadium. Okay. Yankees want to build a new stadium that got to blow up the old one first. So the tower card is you may have to get rid of an awful lot of stuff, but it's clearing the ground for better things. Yes. So wow. people aren't as scared. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Oracle cards, and I have eight that I use each have a theme and they are as many cards as the creator wanted and the creator decides what they mean, etc. Hmm. And I've noticed that when I get decks, they tell me what they want to do for readings. They're not just used generally. Um, one of the, the very first deck that I ever got other than tarot is the fairies Oracle by Brian Froud and Jess and Macbeth. Brian Froud did the puppetry work in labyrinth and dark crystal. Mm -hmm. And they're not ootsy cutesy fairies. These are the guys that march inside your head, rip up the floor tiles and give you homework. You have a serious <laughs> spiritual question. I pull these out. <laughs> um, if you need something that's very, very compassionate, I've got a deck uh, whispers of Lord Ganesh. For those listening who don't know, Ganesh is the Lord of Obstacles in the Hindu pantheon. Everybody in India has a little Ganesh statue in the house. And the American equivalent is if you go visit a neighborhood in South Philadelphia, all the little Italian grandmothers have a peeling statue of the Virgin Mary in the back by the barbecue. It's that same kind of thing. Yep. So, and I even have a deck for kids. Mm. Now, if you are a reader out there and you do psychic fairs, 
you yes. got to be really careful because, you know, a mother may be sitting with you and she um, has her kid with her because her kid couldn't be left anywhere. And the kid is rootsing and the kid is mommy, mommy, mommy. I want to pull a card. Mommy, mommy, mommy. And the only thing that will satisfy the kid is to pull a card. If you don't have a deck that is made for kids, you know, the kid could pull a card. I'm, I'm looking for it now. And you get to say, oh, dear. oh look, Timmy, death. And it's <laughs> oh, a boy. picture of a skeleton <laughs> on a skeleton. Oh, you don't give the kid a nightmare. So the deck that I have right now is called Cat Wisdom. And it is nothing but pictures of kitties and some squirrels and some puppies. And so, for instance, the kid pulls a card, Curiosity. It has a kitten looking at a frog. Mm-hmm. Surprise, it has a little kitten going, ah. The kid can get his own reading, his, her. Yep. The mother is saying, oh, thank you, thank you. And the kid doesn't have nightmares. Boy, and, and there are five other decks. So Oracle decks are for people who want to color outside the lines. How? That sounds like up your that's, alley. That's really <laughs> important. I, I can totally see how that would. Coloring outside the lines. You, you could really yeah. determine a kid's future depending on what card they pull, you know, obviously. <laughs> uh, certainly you their could. relationship to tarot. Um, I Yes, I generally don't read for under 18, mm-hmm. um, 16 or 17 year old. If these kids have a mystical bent, if they are indigo crystal kids who are interested in the nuts and bolts of it instead of who's taking me to prom, I will sit with them and talk with them in a session. Yes, but their parent has to be with them mm-hmm. because 17, 18, they're not really ready yet to see figurative instead of literal. Gotcha. Very clear. So now, Okay, it's not really something that I have been into, okay, that much. And I still did, I did have an amazing experience, uh, a reading with meeting my guides in 96 that I I walked in and, and, uh, and this woman was interpreting and she introduced them to me. And the first one that came running up to her said, you know, she said how urgent he was uh, to say something. And it was, when are you going to get on with your music? You know, and she didn't know me from Adam. She didn't know that I was just in the process of finally getting my first CD out. And that had been the only thing that I was focused on is, is my music. So ever since then, I've had a very clear understanding that there is definitely something going on, but how does one figure out who to listen to? You know, if you're not really into this much, if you don't, you know, you don't travel in those well, circles. And actually, First I'm going to interrupt yes. right there. That is a yes. perfect question to come back to uh, because we do have to yep. take a short okay. break. There we go. So jot that one down and hold on to it so that we can come back to it. Cause I actually, okay. I really do want to hear the answer to that. Okay. So, but when we come back, not only do we get to hear the answer and continue our conversation, but we get to hear a fun, upbeat reminder of what we're really here to do. So stay tuned for Mark's original song, Road of Mind to Shine, right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book Award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. On this road of mine to shine, on this road of mine to shine, destination peace of mind. On this road of mine to shine, on this road of mine to shine, what kind of magic could I find? I'm on this road of mine to shine, on this road of mine to shine, for a harmonizing, synergizing time where I. our day there's lots of music we could play but how should we decide what song to sing together now for just a while i'd like to try to share a smile and find some kind of magic our togetherness might bring right here we're two or more aligned to be the brightest we can shine because that's the time when synergy is found so if you want to shine along join in and help us sing this song you've heard your part it's coming back around i'm on this road of mine to shine i'm on this road of mine to shine destination peace of mind i'm on this road of mine to shine i'm on this road of mine to shine what kind of magic could we find i'm on this road of mine to shine i'm on this road of mine to shine Harmonizing, synergizing time Where I am on this road to shine I am here to harmonize and synergize And realize together we have all we need to shine So who's with me? Are you ready yet? Use our voice and do our best Where two or more are gathered We can shine Must beware, there's hidden detours everywhere And this dream of mine will not be left behind I'm here and now to celebrate, illuminate, participate In co-creating moments of divine 
So who's with me? Are you ready yet? To use our voice and do our best to let synergy come show us how to shine. We're on this road of ours to shine. We're on this road of ours to shine. Destination, peace of mind. We're on this road of ours to shine. We're on this road of ours to shine. What kind of magic could we find? On this road of ours to shine, we're on this road of ours to shine. We're harmonizing, synergizing time. Where I am on this road to shine. Last time I am on this road to shine. Welcome back. Yeah. You're listening to Rise and Shine. And that was one of Mark's original songs called Road of Mind to Shine. To hear more of his music and download it to your favorite device, visit www.markolmstead.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-L-M-S-T-E-A-D.com. And, and not all the songs are quite as kid focused. You know, that one is actually uh, really That's just a around, fun one for everybody, around supporting though. the whole you know, well, the, the, the true sunbeam, when you've got a kid's book called The Adventures of the True Sunbeam, <laughs> you know, and it's actually, um, it, it really is about shining and, and, and focusing on our shining moments. The back part of the book talks about the, uh, it gives the opportunity for parents to ask the most important question of the day, which is, of course, what was your brightest shining moment, right? Mm-hmm. So it really fits in when you're on your road, mind to shine, you know, you should end <laughs> the day just before going into dream time with focusing on that brightest shining moment. And then your dreams are going to be awesome. Your connection to the kids and everybody's going to be awesome. So anyway, thank you so much. Now we are back with Corby. So Corby, I want to hear how do us novices yes. know who to listen to when it comes to talking to a psychic? Talking to a psychic or talking to your guides? Talking to, ah, yes, both. How about that? Yes, go there. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. First thing is to know the difference between angels and guides. Number one, none of us can get out of here without help from upstairs. We're just not that bright. So we all have at least one angelic presence that's assigned to us and it's birth to death and they wear our names in the back of their tunics, like little cam tags. You know, I belong to Randy. Um, Guides are like teachers and they grow and change as we do. You don't have the same teacher from kindergarten to PhD. So I could get a guide for you today that maybe that person didn't get for you in 96 and maybe somebody won't get in five years, but they're who you need today. My first spirit guide was, um, someone that I flew with a hundred years ago uh, in World War One, and they knew that this was a soul, a discarnate soul that I would trust because we saved each other's lives. Um, do I still have connection with them? Yes, of course. There's always that love and that connection, but I work with different guides now for what I'm working on. Okay, so. I always hear my guides in, in a different part of my brain. The experiment I tell people is shut up and talk to yourself in your head and see if you can feel where that voice sits. 
your guides will usually come in on the side. I, I tend to hear Carl Emil over here. Um, so that's one of it. But in the Psychic Yellow Brick Road, which is written to keep everybody safe, there are some specific things that a spirit guide or angel will not do. And if you hear these kinds of things from that little voice in your head, put it on the do not use shelf because it's not a spirit guide or an angel. Mm. They will never chastise you in a sharp or mean fashion, putting you down. They will never pump up your ego at the expense of someone else. They will never try to guilt you into doing something. And they will never encourage you to do something that is illegal, immoral, harmful, or against your highest good. Something your gut knows is wrong and not in your best interests. Now, they're not necessarily going to tell you whether to buy the red car or the blue car either. They don't care. What do you think you have free will for? They're there for your spiritual questions. A little different. Okay. And it's, but it's specifically when you ask a question, is the time to be really dialing that in? I mean, or, or can it just, can it just come upon you sometime and you're, you're, you know, in an emotional oh, sure. situation you can get and a, a direct download? Yes, of course you can. Okay. Of course you can. That's how most people run into them the first time. Okay. You know? um, so, so if what? you're in an accident and you mm. walk away from something, they should have killed you. Your guide was there, baby. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. 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 So what about at mm-hmm. the human level in terms of connecting with somebody who's reading or interpreting for you and helping you with that? How do we distinguish? Okay. Um, again, uh, it's in the book, but I'm going to give you the short version. Uh, the first chapter of Psychic Ellibrook Road is called Psychics 101, the Good, the Bad, and the Cleos. And it goes through how to do it. I'll give you the example if you're walking into a psychic fair, because that's the short version. And it's kind of the same thing when you're looking online. You have to be a good puppy. First, you have to do your walkies. You walk around, you look at all the booths, you, you kind of take it all in. You don't go talk to anybody yet. If somebody says, oh, come here, I have a message from your grandfather, you ignore it. That's a come on. You just get a feel. Second, you get paper drained. You go to the people who now feel good. You talk to them and all of us will have uh, things like rat cards or flyers that will tell you a little bit about us. Mine has my information on the front and some testimonials on the back. So, you know, I know what I know. Um, If we're busy, you're welcome to talk to our front people. But remember, we hire them to say they love us. My first fabulous front person was Laura Spickerman. Laura was my husband's office manager at the museum he ran Monday through Friday. I used her weekends. Do you think she's going to dismiss his museum director? Probably not. So look for the testimonial books on our tables. We all have them. They are comments from people that have had readings with us. Are we accurate? Are we kind? Are we funny? Were they comfortable? Do we have specialties, children, dogs, dead people? And would they come back? But the last thing is check on your heart chakra, kids. You're putting your hard-earned money on the table. If the psychic doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really give a damn about what they're doing, or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki-woo looks on the table. And if nobody there rings your chimes, leave without a reading. It's not the only time you can get one. Now, if you're looking 
not at a psychic fair, just online or something, find our websites. All the good ones have a website. Read our testimonials there. When you contact us, don't be afraid to ask us for the, a couple of people that you can actually talk to. References. We all have them. Um, and you can ask those people questions you can't ask me. Like, does she always say the same thing? Does she constantly try to upcharge? Does she tell you that you have a curse? Blah, blah, blah. And then you can decide, do you want to have a reading? I always record my readings for people. CD at shows, MP3 at home. So they can then review what I had to say to them. Sometimes it'll ring true. Sometimes it's really off and sometimes you're not sure. Put it away and come back in a couple of months because I may have seen something you didn't know. The example for that, I was doing a show in Kitchener, Ontario, and a woman comes in. She sits down. I saw a couple of challenges that I told her about. And she gets up and she looks at me and she says, you suck. And she walks away. Okay. Oh, dear. Next time I'm back in Kitchener, who's the first person in my chair? Mm -hmm. She sits down and she says, last time I said you sucked. I said, yes, I remember. Because <laughs> you told me that um, I was going to take in a border and then I might want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant and moved home. And now I'm going to sell my house so I can help raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she's honest. <laughs> yes. And a repeat customer. There you go. Right. Well, that's, and, that's and bedside cool. manner is, is going to be important. Mm. There are a lot of people that say, I am a clairvoyant and a clairaudient and a clairsentient and seven generations of blah, 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 blah. And then there are what I call the glurpy purple with angels. Hi, let's see what your angel is going to say to you today. And then there's me. I'm from New York. Here are opportunities and <laughs> how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. Want to read it? So it, yeah. it's very much the way it is with doctors or anybody else where there is a has to be a good rapport mm -hmm. with clients. Well, mm -hmm. I just want to just say, OK, we'll we'll get your website. But if you're looking for a psychic, I would highly recommend the experience that I just had with you very much, Corby. So um, I, uh, I I earlier in your in your bio, I was reading uh, something about pre-birth planning. What what is that about? We're guessing it's not fertility necessarily. That's the <laughs> different conversation, but <laughs> I love the look. Uh, I know I, I did the school marm lower the glasses thing. Yes, yes. Um, we come down here with things we want to learn in this lifetime. And the first thing you need to understand is karma is not carrot and stick. It's not. Karma is five things. Unbalanced energy, which is a neutral. Healing, service, contrast. You want to learn about abundance. You have to have a rich life and a poor life. And healing of beliefs. You can't get it wrong. Um, Robert Schwartz has written three breathtakingly wonderful books. And I've worked with him on all three since about the year 2002. To give you an example... Um, I'm the only one so far that's ever been in Rob's books from both sides of the fence. I'm one of his channels, but my own story is in the first book under the name Doris and physical illness. And it looked at why I had cancer three times. Not that I was bad, but my soul sent this personality down to learn how to value women, how not to use sexuality as a weapon or a bargaining chip and, and, and. 
Now, where does free will come in? That's everyone's next question. Okay, if you go to, let's say you go to Ohio State and you decide you want an engineering degree. Well, you could take a bunch of gut courses or you could take double major plus lab. One's the easy way, one's the hard way. Either way, you're going to graduate with your degree. Whether you go easy or hard is your free will. And me, I went double major plus lab. <clears throat> but when you understand what this is about, you don't get pissed. You learn to live the examined life. At least that's what I did. Um, third cancer dance was a year and a half after I got married. Um, oh, mastectomy, reconstruction. They, they basically destroyed me physically. But here I am in 2021, still married, and I teach with it. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I had to be okay with what was going on. So I, one of the most important things is I had to find three, find three reasons to be okay with it. Didn't care how stupid they were. Fine. Number one, you don't have them. You can't get cancer there. That's good. Number two, <laughs> they're not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's. And every woman listening knows exactly what I'm saying about that one. <laughs> Third, implants, cool. I'll be pretty till I'm 93. Let's, let's get this going. Walked out of Mass General in three days, shopped for a bathing suit in five. That was 2004. Here I am. Wow. That's Good the, for the you. examined life. No pity parties. Okay, this sucks. I don't like it, but I'm going to have to deal with it. How do I do it? How do I move on? How can I teach with it? That's mm. how I live. Mm. Nice. That's really beautiful. That is phenomenal. How The three reasons to be okay with it. Pretty much you go with mm -hmm. for anything. Pretty much. It does. It does. And I'd learned this from a fabulous place <sighs> called the Option Institute in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And they teach you that life is made up of three questions. What are you X about? Happy, sad, depressed, angry, whatever. Why are you X about that? And then the question that we never ask ourselves, what do I think would happen if I stopped being X about that? That opens up uh, the possibilities beyond belief. Yeah, that mm -hmm. and, and the, that it, the, all of that pivots on the original one that I really try to base my life on is, is what's the best question that's most empowering I could ask right now? Or, or how, can I, how could I ask a better question somehow in this? And those three, right yes. there, I want to hear those again, actually. Okay, what are you X about? Why are X you X the emotion involved? Why are you X about that? What do you think would happen if you stopped being X about that? Nice. Okay. You know, some of this kind of reminds me, I heard Carolyn Mace years and years ago say, look, you know, you're all, we're all born to do something and we will mm -hmm. all live it no matter what. The choice we have is how we will live it. We can live it in regret. We can live it to the highest and fullest or somewhere in between. There's the free will, but we right. are here to live something. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, that perspective has you can't always fail. Yeah. yeah. And, and the time will pass. So it's not like you're not making a decision or a choice because you, even at yeah. no decision and no choice is a, cho is a choice. Yeah, that's still a choice. <laughs> you're still, right. still yeah. going to. So, so how important is, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The, the last thing I'm going to say on this is if someone comes up to you and says, well, the Bible says we only live once, I'm going to say you're right too, because 
The soul comes back time and time again. Corby gets one shot. When I'm dead, I'm gone. This personality gets hung up in the closet like an old costume. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, take every single day you've got down to the rind. Do not waste one of them. Mm. Mm. Nice. Beautiful. Now, you were saying. Great we, had, we had a great uh, interview yesterday with a guy talking about the bucket list. And how, I'm just curious, how important is having a future plan for you? Uh, what, what's, your, what's your goals? Do you have a bucket list? Do you have things that you want to do with your life? Um, what's next? I don't have a bucket list and I wouldn't know how to make one. My life has been through with so much change and so much chaos that I've learned Mm -hmm. to dance with that for me, planning is pretty worthless. Mm -hmm. It's every day. Mm -hmm. It's just every day. Now, you know, if, uh, if other people have a more stable life or they really have things that they want to do, make a bucket list. There's nothing wrong with it. I just know that for me, it, it doesn't ring true. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm. And so the, you're really feeling the fulfillment, obviously doing the kind of the, the number of readings that you're doing is obviously you found your gift and your niche and, and, uh, and sharing it. And, That's the important thing is sharing it. And, I think. Yeah. yeah and the, 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 the key is to always ask yourself this, do I get to get up in the morning? Or do I have to get up in the morning? Ah, I get to get up in the morning and have ever since I started doing this work. Oh, that's so perfect. That's a great way to say that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Getting to get up or having to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Very much. You know, one of years ago, one of the quotes I came across, and I wish I could remember which book it came out of because it was, I remember it was a great book, but it's only that one line I recall at the moment. But it's shifting, you know, life is happening to me to life is happening for me, mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. shift along yes. with I, I recovered a memory through a meditation group years ago it was deep meditation, um, but recovered a memory of actually like the moment between, you know, okay, I knew I had just finished the meeting about what my life was going to be. And I was standing there with mm-hmm a guide or somebody and choosing the host that I would be born into. And I remember this place of being so excited and joyful and looking forward to the adventure. And that point in my life, when that memory occurred to me, everything was falling apart. It was just a horrible experience. And I remember coming to after the meditation and going, okay, two things. I chose this. And now what do I do with that awareness? (laughs) Because I was like, what was I thinking? So just, and I'm, you've probably come across it, but we have, I think in our culture, this idea that if we're aware enough or conscious enough, things are going to be easy. And that may not be true. And I think the more I learn, the less true I think it is. And I'm wondering if you might comment on some of that. That's what I call the glurpy purple with angels. Um, the, what is it? Uh, the um, uh, abundance theory, you know, give the church enough money and you're going to be happy. We promise. Oh, that's horseshit. Excuse me. But it is. Um, life may not be easy, but it will always be valuable. Mm. Sometimes we do get R in our lives. You know, um, we all know people that have never okay. had any problems and kids and grandkids and 
good, lucky. But if you have had difficulty in your life, but you have walked through it and you can look back and say, it wasn't a complete waste, I learned, Mm -hmm. then that's good. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are convinced that their life was worth nothing. Um, My father on his deathbed said, don't try to tell me the good things I did because I don't believe it. I'm not happy. And it's true. You have Mm. to find a way to be happy. That's part of our lesson. Mm. But it doesn't mean life has to be perfect. And my father was a brilliant doctor whose patients to this day, 20 years after he died, still talk about him. But he was in his own dark place at that point and couldn't see it. Mm. He, of course, has. I have contact with him often Mm. since he's crossed over the advantage of having a daughter who talks to dead people um, <laughs> would be helpful <laughs> yes it would and and you know because the thing is he hung the jerry dorkin suit up in the closet and when we do that we get rid of all the depression the anxiety the doubts yep. etc that's yep. the personality mm-hmm. yep. he when he comes to me does he put on the coat the and the stethoscope and he's dr jerry and he's he's dad of course but it's all of the good things he was he's funny he's compassionate He's wise. Mm. He's a straight shooter. That's mm. the soul talking. Yeah. The stupids are the personality and they get hung up. Yeah. They, mm. they, they just go away. Wow. I, I love that getting all the, the rind out of every day, just, just take it down to the rind. I'm going to, I'm going to have that as my visual for this conversation. Yeah. And, and uh, I okay. so, so appreciate it, Corby. This is just, this has been such a gift. It has and, been. And, oh my God. It's been fast. Hi there. We're, I love doing podcasts in case you couldn't tell. Well, <laughs> so, well you, that's why. This has been awesome. Our privilege to meet you and yes. and 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 hopefully get to share a little bit more of with the world uh, with somebody that I would absolutely highly recommend. So how do people get a hold of you and and follow up and oh, they can't avoid ex- me. They experience. really can't. <laughs> Number one, it. website corbymitlie.com. It's where you can set up readings with me and things like that. Better spell Number that. Number two. Better spell that. Let's see. Yes. Corby, C-O-R-B as in boy, I-E. Last name, M as in Mary, I-T as in Tom, L-E-I-D as in David. Perfect. Thank you. Facebook, firethroughspirit.com. That's where I post interesting things and I do free reading hours once a month. You can find me under Corby Mitlide, Pinterest, Instagram, Patreon. YouTube, LinkedIn. Wonderful. And we'll make sure that at least your website, your main website is part of the show notes and and in the description. So it's easy for people to find. And I'm sure you've got the social media links on your site and stuff too. I do. So all people have to do is remember rise and shine as one, the number one.com. And it'll all be right here as well. Absolutely. Well, thank uh, you so much, Corby. This has been awesome. You Very, you have restored my you've restored any uh, <clears throat> any any unfaith that may have developed in my uh, my circles <laughs> around, <laughs> around this industry and uh, very much know where to come for next curiosity. So thank you. Cool. Thank you. All righty. Now it's time for our wow moment with Lorianne when she offers words of wisdom, sharing her intuitive and spiritual mentorship with us by responding to listener comments and questions. 
What an incredible, amazing, beautiful episode with Corby. I am so grateful we had this conversation. And what incredible questions. Did you know that the mind is unable to ignore the questions you ask? So the questions you ask are absolutely vital. So when you're going through life, whether it's a tough situation or one that you're thrilled about, check in with yourself. Ask yourself the highest and best question you can think of. And that will help focus your mind and help focus who you choose to be as you show up. And that will help contribute to the best outcome possible. So what questions are you asking yourself today? Until next time, my friends, keep rising. Thank you, Lorianne, for sharing your wow with us. If you have a question, comment, or concern you'd like to hear addressed on a future wow moment, or you'd like to learn more about Lorianne's mentorship program, visit her website at lorianrising.com. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N-E-R-I-S-I-N-G.com. Thank you. And to our listeners, remember that Mark and I are on a mission to help make the world a better place and to uplift voices that are not typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, a musician, innovator, or even a comedian whose perspective and message challenges old paradigms to open hearts and minds, please reach out. We want to support you by helping you be seen and heard by a worldwide audience. Just visit us at riseandshineasone.com to apply to be a guest. And before you go, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite platform. And remember, until next time, wherever you are, there's always time for remembering to rise and shine. Take care. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Sound of the joy, sound of the love, sound of the light. Sound of the joy, sound of the love.